I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Hard Currency, the Financial Times podcast that looks at all things foreign exchange this week. I'm Roger Blitz and a warm welcome to Bilal Hafiz, global G10FX strategist at Nomura. Bilal, a massive week in FX, what was your main takeaway from the election and the reaction to that election in the markets? You're absolutely correct. It's been a huge week for not only FX markets, but all markets. My main takeaway would be that not we shouldn't use the template of previous elections for market responses. So although markets initially tried to replay the Brexit dynamic, it very quickly moved on from that and focused instead on what the likely policy change would be in the US. And I think the biggest takeaway I would say is that the market wasn't really focusing on a clean sweep by one party. So the Republicans gained the presidency and retained the Senate and House, which would give them full control of fiscal Mm. policy. And that's what the market focused on. And as a result, reflation, growth, all of those themes ended up dominating markets. The market reaction to the prospect of Trump winning felt like an overreaction. The market rally when it understood better, you know, that the Republicans control all the levers of power perhaps was also an overreaction. In other words, might we see this rally come back in the next few days? I think in the short term, there is scope for some disappointment here in the coming few weeks or so, because at the moment, we're in the hope stage where people can project their best outcomes onto what could happen here. So at the moment, it seems like the Republicans could pass any budget that they'd want, especially what Trump has been talking about. But the reality is that their congressional budget policy that we've had over the last few years, led by Paul Ryan, is different to President-elect Trump's policy, particularly on spending. And so we're going to have to see how that resolves itself in the coming few weeks. So there is scope for disappointment here. The rally we saw, in particularly in the dollar, seemed to come after the acceptance speech by Trump, which was remarkable for what he didn't say about all his policies, such as protectionism, immigration, a more isolationist America first policy, all of which was getting the market worried. We are going to be following po- political risk as if we didn't very strongly in 2017. And every time the president-elect opens its mouth, this is actually going to be quite a big moment in FX. Absolutely, it will be. And the problem we have at the moment is that on the one hand, we know that many of his policies are very radical in light of what Republican and Democrats orthodoxy has been over the last 20, 30 years. However, we also know that Trump's attention span is relatively short as well. He's not the most detail orientated person. It's unclear which policy he's likely to want to invest a huge amount of energy into how he's going to delegate responsibilities and so on. So there's a huge amount of uncertainty here. And so as a result, we're going to have to see who he appoints in in his cabinet. How much sway does he give to the congressional leaders in terms of implementing various policies? How much pressure will he get from U.S. businesses in relation to his uh, trade policy views? You have to remember that U.S. companies earn over half of their earnings now come from abroad. So if you try to curtail trade with other countries, that could also come back to hurt US companies as well. 
if there's a guide that the market is showing to the president-elect about what it wants to see, it seems to be that it wants to see a rerun of Reaganomics. It seems to buy into the idea that we are heading into a reflationary period, that, 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 that we now can see our way through to tax cuts and the kind of infrastructure spending that, well, Reagan did it through the military, but Trump seems to be talking about building roads and bridges, etc. So is that a likely benchmark for how the market and how FX is going to respond, whether it sees this kind of rerun of, of 1980s happening? I think there are some parallels with that period insofar as that you have the possibility of more deregulation and so on. There are some differences, though, of course, because the military side is very different. So we don't have the Cold War now, and Trump seems to be much more isolationist than before. So on the defense and military side, we're unlikely to see a massive ramp up in spending. However, we could see a loosening on the fiscal side, which we haven't been able to get, you know, which we did see under Reagan. The other factor we have to remember also with the 80s was that you had an environment where we were coming off very high inflation in the 70s as we came into the 1980s. And so you had Volt, the central bank chairman at the time, who came in to crush inflation. So the backdrop was quite different. Today, we have the opposite. We have kind of a very low inflationary environment, an environment which is much more about income growth, real growth, secular stagnation. So the backdrop coming into this is very different. Indeed. So what does this tell us about which of the currencies we should really look out for? I mean, let's look look at the dollar, which was obviously rallied very strongly because of Reaganomics. I mean, what do you think is the likely path of the dollar, given, and I accept this, there's still so many unknowns? I mean, my bias would be to look for the dollar to strengthen through all of this. I mean, already, I think the dollar was at a turning point uh, before this election. And I think what this election has done is that it raises a possibility of looser fiscal policy, which, you know, at best could boost U.S. growth, lead to higher interest rates, which will help the dollar, and then lead to uh, the Fed tightening policy more than people were initially expecting because there's more stimulus than they had anticipated. So all of that should be, you know, positive for the dollar. And this is happening at the same time as the Europeans and the Japanese are still engaged in various forms of monetary easing. So that's a very constructive picture for the dollar. So I think all in, you know, it's a positive view for the dollar against, say, the euro and the yen. Yes. And against emerging markets? Emerging markets, I think the picture gets murkier. You know, I think generally the dollar will do well against EM. There are some countervailing forces. On the one hand, stronger U.S. growth, perhaps more U.S. demand for commodities, if they are going to do this infrastructure build, could lead to certain commodity currencies doing well. Already we're seeing industrial metal prices go up significantly over the past few days, which should help currencies like the Chilean peso or the Australian dollar. So those currencies, you know, commodity producers like that could do well. Well, on the other hand, if he does go through with his restrictions on trade into the US, then that could harm those currencies. Um, So that's Mm -hmm. Mexico is an obvious one, Korea, Taiwan to some extent as well. And obviously the big one is China. Are we back to worrying about dollar renminbi then? Well, the difference I would say on dollar renminbi is that China at the moment is seeing capital outflows. So to some extent, if you were to completely open up the capital account, the renminbi would probably weaken. So market forces, if anything, are pushing the renminbi weaker, which wouldn't necessarily be what Trump would necessarily want if he was to label them as a manipulator or or go down that road. So I think that's a complication here. That's your general outlook. More immediately, next week, how do you trade? Yeah, I mean, I think whenever the market goes up in a straight line, like we've seen over the past 24 hours, it can't continue. There will be bumps along the road. And I think in the next week or two, this is the point 
of vulnerability for all of these expectations that have been built up around stimulus and so on. You know, for me, there's two dimensions where we could see some disappointment, which could see markets reverse and so more risk aversion. One is some disagreement between the congressional wing of the Republican Party and Trump on the budget, particularly around infrastructure spend. Both sides agree on tax cuts, particularly around corporates and the middle class. But on infrastructure spend, which has been the side that's driving markets, there is no consensus. The second is whether Trump will say anything about Yellen. You know, we have a Fed meeting coming up in December. In the past, he has criticized her. Obviously, in the UK, we saw comments from Theresa May, where she alluded to the downsides of QE, and that had a knock-on effect on the Bank of England. So the question is whether we'll see something similar on the US side. And the market will be very sensitive to that, because Fed policy is the next big event risk on the US side. That's the two big unknowns. Absolutely. Paul Ryan on one hand, Janet Yellen on the other. Bilal Hafiz of Namura, thank you very much. Do join us again next week for Hard Currency. Goodbye. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy the FT Money Show, the FT's most popular weekly podcast presented by me, Claire Barrett, the editor of FT Money. The Money Show comes out every Wednesday and you can download it at ft.com slash podcasts.